This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Bob Comsick. Good afternoon, and the new year may mean some travel for you and your family. If so, then, as you likely know, since New Year's Day, OHIP no longer providing any coverage. Previously, it covered out-of-country inpatient services up to $400 per day for higher levels of care and up to $50 a day for emergency outpatient and doctor services. In addition to hearing your thoughts at 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-744-740. Will McAleer, spokesperson for Travel Health and Insurance Association is on the line. Good afternoon, Will. Hi, Bob. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. I'm sure some of our listeners have some questions for you, and while we await some of those, what do you recommend travelers do about their coverage? Could you run down some of the tips on what they need to know about coverage as part of their plans? Yeah, certainly. Uh, Important to know exactly what you're covered for. So we have sort of three golden rules that we would uh, would recommend. First of all, know your health. So know any conditions you've got before you sit down to do that application. And then know your policy. Have a good look at that. Ask your advisor or the insurance company, their toll-free number set up to help to make sure that any health concerns you've got are covered under that policy. And then know your trip. What type of a trip are you going to take? And if you're planning on doing any of those high-risk activities, make sure it's covered under your policy. Alrighty. Now, the Ford government said the reason it did this was, in its view, the program was too costly, uh, ineffective. The Ontario Auditor General, in one of her annual reports, even agreed, saying that administrative costs were high, but she recommends the government find ways to reduce those uh, by adopting single reimbursement rate for all health services obtained outside of outside of the country um being in the industry uh were you surprised when this was proposed by the government first of all and were you involved in any of the consultations a lot of people were critical of that the fact that consultations lasted not even a week yeah we were involved with some of the brief consultations as you noted there uh and yeah we were a little surprised when they when they made that announcement um, but that said, upon reflection, when you look at it, if Ontarians are, are really depending upon the coverage provided under OHIP for their for their travel insurance, um, that's when that's when disappointment really does happen based on those uh, those small amounts of of reimbursement, as you mentioned. Now, Marissa Lennox from Zoomer, uh, the Zoomer's advocacy group, CARP, was on our show yesterday, and this was one of the things uh, that the panel that she was on discussed. And in addition to pointing out that there wasn't much consultation, she also said the cancellation has seen an increase in private insurance premiums. Is that the case? Yeah, we haven't seen that from our members. Um, when you take a look at it, if, if, you, if you look on average, uh, uh, you know, about 5% or so of, of reimbursement. When you take a look at it, really, from from our members, the insurers that are represented there, they make up their, 
their rates pretty much once a year. And as a result, it'll take a while to, to have it work through the system. But given that it's only Ontario, that that cost then is, is then mitigated. And as a result, um, you know, increases should be, I would say, a fair bit less than that 5% because they're administrative costs. It was a challenging system for uh, for insurers and providers to work with as well. So as a result, there'll be costs that won't be there, and uh, as a result, should be passed uh, to the consumer in terms of savings. Now, you talk about their costs uh, to providers as well. So what about in terms of the recommendation from the uh, Provincial Auditor General that uh, have a single reimbursement rate for all health services obtained outside of Canada as opposed to just, uh, you know, pulling the plug? It certainly would allow for... uh, a more expeditious uh, approach to, to handling those cases. But at that point, what, where do you set that? And do you set it for, for outpatient treatments? Do you just put a flat $50? Um, it'd be interesting to see some of those those types of solutions uh, put forward. Uh, but at this point, you know, just looking at, at what they've done, it, it appears, to, uh, appears to have been decided. Yes, it it does. But then, you know, and they, you, there was the Auditor General saying, you know, one way to deal with the high costs would be to uh, just come up with this, uh, this single rate, and then you wouldn't have to uh, be concerned about, you know, the providers and uh, the costs to them. And obviously, a lot of the uh, uncertainty, uh, as far as travelers not sure just what coverage there was, it depended what it was and how much and and everything else and on on one's uh you know personal situation so the fact that the there's you know the there was not enough consultation this time around only went like six days or so to discuss maybe moving forward what the price could possibly be this flat rate that might be something to consider as you pointed out though it seems the government has uh has taken its stance and is uh you know, entrenched for now. And yeah. the reason I say now, Will, we've seen them in in other areas as far as policies backtrack a bit. And I even suggested yesterday there's a possibility they, they just might. But again, that's clearly merely speculation on my part. I have no inside knowledge to uh, to that. So in case anyone gets their hopes up, uh, that's, uh, that's merely me uh, blue skying there and just kind of spitballing, as it were. Yeah, yeah, and look, we'd we'd certainly be willing to work with them should they want to come back and uh, and consult a little bit. But uh, knowing that they've they've put that decision off now uh, once, and then the January first date was the second of the the dates that uh, that we had heard about. Um, yeah, that's uh, uh, that, that might be uh, might be hopeful thinking. But hey, look, if they want to want to do that, I know we'd certainly be. Uh, be, be pleased to sit down and talk with them about it. So I guess what you're saying in another way is you hear the barn door kind of uh, slamming behind you. Is that it? I think <clears throat> I think once they once they came with the second date um, that uh, that that's that's they were pretty clear with with what they had uh, with what they had said based on a, a lot of those costs of administration. And uh, as I mentioned, you know our industry felt that because it was rather onerous to get those rather small amounts uh, back from uh, from OHIP. 
416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And even though our guest, Will McAleer of the Travel Health Insurance Association, ran down a few recommendations and tips, if you have some travel plans uh be it in the near future or further down the road with these, uh, with the new, uh, I guess, program or the lack of the old program uh, and under this uh, new rule that the government has come up with, basically pulling the plug on the coverage for medical insurance outside of the country. You might have some questions despite the recommendations from our guests. So if you have something you'd like to know about your trip specifically, maybe you've got something in the works right now, give us a call. Here's your opportunity. Will's going to be with us for a few minutes longer. 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-744-740. Now, when uh, CARP's Marissa Lennox was on yesterday, she had indicated how a lot of members of the Zoom advocacy group had expressed concern over the fact that the cancellation of the uh, outside of country coverage uh, what it was doing to their premiums and they were saying that their premiums have uh, they've noticed uh, have gone up and they fear that this is going to really ground some of their travel plans so have you heard anything maybe from your members about carp members possibly complaining about uh, what's been done here no, I haven't heard that, but it, it certainly does underscore the need to make sure that you're shopping around. Uh, but but start with getting that that coverage that fits fits the need, and then move on to to the uh, to the premium, right? And and trying to find the best uh, the best cost. But no, we haven't heard of, of really many of the members, if if any of the members, quite frankly, uh, having moved rates at this point, um, and. You know, some of those numbers that I've, I've heard thrown around seemed uh, seemed a little high. So I, I think that that just once again underscores the need to make sure that you're you're shopping around to get the best uh, the best of the deals. Now, the Canadian Snowbird Association, uh, as you know, they were uh, opposed when the government proposed this last year. And then once this took effect, it was basically the day after, so January the 2nd, the association launched a a legal challenge against what the government uh, has done. Uh, saying that it not only impacts, obviously, seniors traveling south for the winter, that would be the the first thing that would come to mind, especially given the name of the group, but anyone planning a family vacation. And they agree that the administrative cost is high, but they, again, point out that maybe should take some of the recommendations from the Auditor General that we've already discussed and, uh, you know, revisit it. And they feel, the Association, Snowbird Association, feels that this is really breaking the law, the Canada Health Act, if you will. Now, being in the travel business and being involved with health coverage, does the association have a point here? I, you know, based on the, the amounts that they're that they're looking at, our, our position is is that you know, 1991 probably would have been the date to to have that discussion back when when they cut back from. Uh, from providing coverage to the limited amounts that we've seen and that we continue to see across the provinces. Heck, uh, when you take a look at a province like British Columbia with a maximum of $75, that certainly doesn't uh, doesn't go any way to 
to allowing portability of your of your coverage. So, you know, like with the, the decision, I think that has that ship has long sailed, right? It 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 has not been the provincial programs have not been anywhere near uh, what would be required to be considered portable when you're traveling outside of the country. Okay, then. Recapping, number one, know your personal health. Secondly, know your insurance policy. Thirdly, know the type of vacation you're going on and get the proper coverage for that vacation, especially in light of the decision by the Ford government to uh, no longer have OHIP provide any coverage if you're traveling outside of the country. Does that basically wrap it up? That's it, exactly. I uh, couldn't have put it better myself. Will McAleer, spokesperson for Travel Health Insurance Association, thanks for your time. Uh, Thanks so much for having me. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.